Hello and welcome to How to Stay Married So Far. If you are listening to us on podcast, you can also watch us on our YouTube channel, The Sawala Adelies. And today I am going to have to use again my safe word. What is my safe word, Mark? It's two words. Apple crumble. Apple crumble. And that is uh, whenever Mark is going too far, when I say the words apple crumble, he knows he must stop immediately. Why might you have to use the word words apple crumble or the hyphenated phrase? Because the we're dessert. talking about sex. What's, why, why is it? Right, and, Could be and a talk about it. We're talking about sex. We're talking about the fact that more and more we're seeing articles around scheduled sex. God, you went really weird there. <laughs> was... Scheduled sex. Um, what do you mean? What does that mean? So you put it in your diary like everything else. Ah. But a while ago, somebody um, at Loose Women was telling us that she has a schedule with her husband. It's every Saturday night. We were all like, oh my God, oh no, no, oh God. Couldn't bear the thought of scheduling. But actually she said, no, she said, you know, we've got a couple of young kids. She said, if we didn't schedule, the time would just potter along. And then before we knew it, it would be like months that we hadn't had sex. She says, yes, it seems like a bit of a chore when I think about it sometimes. But then once I'm into it, I really enjoy it. Right. And um, looking around, there's quite a few articles, isn't there, from sex therapists mm. saying, absolutely, scheduling sex is a good thing for a relationship. Yeah, I mean, they say it's not it's not a particularly new concept, but it's, I think the thinking, as soon as I hear the phrase, you know, putting sex in the schedule, no, it's not, sex and things in the schedule, mm. I feel worried, why am I worried about saying it? I don't know. Well, it's you, you're pretty... You're such I a bundle of contradictions. Hang on, you're such a bundle. Well, there is that. Yeah, and so, absolutely. like, if, if I was upstairs and I was hearing my mum and dad keep saying sex, 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 I would be a bit embarrassed. But we don't talk about it a lot. No, I know. When they're around. No, but, like, if over a half-hour conversation they're going to hear it 25 times... Oh, I see. ...they might start to want yeah. Okay, well, so what was my, my first reaction to anyone talking about this as a concept, and it would have been very much the case when I was younger, was, What?! Yeah, or you just have to, to schedule it. Just has to happen. But those are always the day. Those are also the days when you don't have two or three jobs, and you don't have kids, and you don't have dogs, and you don't have God knows what else. Well, you just don't have all the kind way. of responsibilities and business no of modern life. Responsibilities. What's a friend of mine always says? Oh God, do you remember when we were young and all you used to have to think about was like, did we have enough money to go out that night, and how much sex were we going to have on that day? God, blimey. I can't remember. I'll tell you after that. who that was that said that. You're going to be very surprised. Wow. Um, You're going to tell them or tell me? No, I'll tell you. I can't tell them. Oh, right. Okay. Because they know her. Oh. <laughs> but do I? Okay. Well, so, yeah. So, so my thinking about this is is that, yes, it, it, it must earmark a moment where your relationship has hit a bit of a, a rocky point because... It's something that should just happen. If you're drawn to each other, you can't help it. It's it's organic. It's not mechanical. It's not schedulable. It's not something that you can make yourself feel like doing at the drop of a hat. Though I think many would argue that that is the case for men and it isn't the case for women. But why do we think that? Why do people think that men can at any time? Because you have a bigger hippopotamus, whatever that part of the brain is. A bigger hippopotamus? It's called hypopotamus. So you just produce more testosterone. So what it means, we can just go... Wah. 
Uh, yeah, it's just easier. But as we know, a lot of men can't. Yeah, yeah. not all men, but for the biology, the biological facts are that you can summon it with just using your testosterone. Whereas women need a bit, not all again, please, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah, are yeah, saying, yeah. generalising here, but many, many women, and certainly nearly every woman, nearly every woman I know would say that there has to be a lot more at play mm. than just poor fancy bit of sex. They have to be turned on emotionally, they have to be cherished, there has to be this, right. this, this, this. I mean, I remember, but again, not all. I mean, I remember years ago there was the possibility, I think someone wanted to do some project with us where we had to do it every day for a month. And I initially thought, wow, that sounds yeah, so like fantastic. Yeah, the newspapers wanted to do yeah. it, didn't it? It sounded so fantastic. And then another part of me thought, oh my God, wonder if that could kill it. I mean, there has to be the two sides of the equation. If you overschedule something and something... So that's my other worry before we get into the nuts and bolts of this is, on the one hand, the fact that you do it at all means that your relationship has become so sort of, in a sense, unsexy. And unromantic that it's like, oh right, so well, this just is what I've always thought about in. it. But having read a few articles, yeah. I'm actually starting to change my mind on that because I think we've never gone, we've we've never had the second thought. We've just had the first thought. Yeah. We we've spoken about. Oh my god, that must just be awful. Imagine having a schedule. And what if you don't feel like it? Yeah. And it's on your schedule. It's like, oh god, I've got to have sex, which I think very easily could happen with a lot of couples if they don't fundamentally still like and fancy each other um that would be very difficult i think but if you're if you're somebody that still likes your partner still fancies them but you're just completely overwhelmed with everything else that you've got to do and finding the time and space goes to the bottom of a list of a very long list of things that you've got to do then i think maybe this mm. could could be a good thing and it doesn't just have to be right we are having sex whatever on a thursday night you know, you, it could be that you, it's set aside for something sexual, sexy time. That sounds like it involves spaghetti and pasta. <laughs> that doesn't sound... So some of the suggestions are things like um, you could schedule foreplay. So the other times like that you have, I know. So like the other times you have sex might always, might always end in um, intercourse. So you might schedule foreplay or you might schedule just kissing well, well so hang on so let, let, let me get so it's, it, people tend to think like oh it's got to be a wham bam thank you ma'am situation right so you might say this thursday let's get cozy on the sofa cuddle and kiss yeah something sexual or or like or just some foreplay or, fumble yeah and so so or if you're single you schedule some time to masturbate Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We were, I was really tiptoeing around the language I used there for fear of apple crumble being put in my face. Yeah, but it's and only you go you straight talk about towards me masturbation. Directly. No, no, no. This is just in this article. I just thought it was really interesting. No, no, no. Okay, I'm I get gonna it. I'm going to read some more things about okay, it. Okay, so what you're saying is, is that you could schedule time to sit on the sofa and mutually masturbate. This is an article from a publication called Every Girl. I the think. Every Girl. The Every Girl. And so this, I want to run by you, Mark, some of the things that they recommend. So you can't just randomly start putting sex on your calendar and expect your partner to get it. Um, it's important to address with your partner why you want to schedule sex. So uh, are you both busy, struggling to find a way, a time during the week? Do you want to have just have more sex this year? Yes. You might be having a great sex life, but you yeah. want more. Yeah. Uh, are you trying to slowly add in new things to your sex life, like group sex, BDSM, 
very, very fruity, this article. Um, make sure you have something clear in your mind for why you think scheduling sex will work. And I thought this was actually a really good point because I think whenever we thought about it in the past, when we discussed this on Coffee Money or whatever, it's like we just imagine that this, this schedule goes in and then it's like, oh God, it popped up on the diary. Not that we've ever had a diary between us anyway. But I suppose we always bang on, don't we, on, on, this, on this podcast about talking about stuff. Communication is the key to everything. So maybe even by discussing with your partner why putting something in the diary might work, hmm. is it could already have an, a, a positive effect on your sex life. Yeah, well, I mean, even when we were discussing doing this as a, as a topic, I was reminded, I was casting my mind back. And given that we've been together uh, 21 years now. I mean, I know most intimately now and have an understanding only really of our sex life. I can't remember. I literally can't remember the sex life that I had with other people in terms of how often and, mm. and how we negotiated so hard, that and it? how we talked about it. literally can't remember. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it seems so far ago and, you know, anyway. Um, but then I, I, yeah, no, so long ago. I mean, but then I was thinking about us and I was thinking about the period of time where it was really particularly problematic for us. And, 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 and it was, you know, it was around the menopausal time, but also, you know, our communication around these things wasn't good. It wasn't sort of, um, it wasn't healthy. We didn't know how to communicate. I felt guilty. I felt bad that, you know, I think a lot of relationships go through those periods. And I think one of the things that can, can creep into a relationship through no fault of anyone, anyone really not feeling it is quite literally time passes and you stop. And I think men might do this more than women, though. I'm sorry if that's really not the case. I'm just talking as a man. I'll, you could stop. And I remember back then thinking, oh, my God, it's been like a month and we haven't at all. And then what I do is I, I do this extrapolation thing where I go, so we did it, say, once in a month. And oh, I you think, stopped doing bloody what? numbers. 12 in a year. No, and then, and then I go, that means at this rate, I've only got another... We're going to have sex only another yeah. 135 times in Just our lives. Just a note to anyone. If you are doing the maths on that, keep it yourself. Well, it's not the maths because, because it's a mathematical equation. It's about how often you're going to enjoy no, those no, no, moments but, together. But, but what I would say is, if your partner is in the place of either, you know, again, talking from my own experience, mm. having had a baby, mm. breastfeeding, dealing with mental health issues dealing with um, menopause, all those things. The last thing you want is equations because what that does is you don't want pressure. So I'm just thinking, no, if I'm... I think about the time when I was like, when I was in, having menopause, mm. say, if you'd come to me where I was at that time and said, I think we need to put a schedule for sex, mm. I, I would punch in the face. Right? <laughs> There's no way I, was, I would have even mentioned the S word. Yes. Because I think so often when there is one person that isn't having as much sex or connection with the other person as they want, it tends to become about them and what they are not getting. Mm. And that's the way they approach mm. it with the other person. So the other person then gets defensive. Whereas with all that we've learned now, with 20 years of marriage and all of this and all the articles we've read and all the other books, I would say the way to... If I can look back, say when I was in my menopause or after the babies, would have been for you to say, and I didn't know, how, I couldn't lead you on this because I didn't know how to ask for this, but I would have said to you, now, retrospectively, I would say, 
approach it more from what I might need, right? Because mm. otherwise, it's just somebody else asking you for something that you're totally overwhelmed, especially after children and stuff. It's like, so oh, sorry, I'm, I'm confused as to perspective. So sorry, I yeah. should um, consider it from what I should need. No, no. From Me you looking back been. now, yeah. I can understand, I can see how I could have guided you to ask me in a different way, but I couldn't at the right, time. Right. So you people listening now can get the benefit of this experience. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you are in a situation now, somebody, and your partner, for whatever reason it could be, you know, money worries, mental health condition, babies, menopause, whatever, and you are thinking about talking to them about putting something into the diary so you can reconnect. Don't come at it from what you need. You know, I was just working out that, God, if I don't have sex, this, this woman, da, 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 and I'm really missing sex, and I want sex. I, 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 which is totally normal for the person to say that because usually they're the person feeling rejected, and it's totally normal that you would go into the conversation thinking about yourself. But I don't think it will get you the grapes. It will just get you a fight with the gatekeeper. To get the grapes, so, you know, I would say something like, what? Oh my God, you know, I can see that you are just, you're just so overwhelmed. You know, you've got so much going on. Actually, it breaks my heart a bit when I look at you and I just think you're just driving forward the whole time. You're just constantly, you know, and we just, we're just not setting any side of time, it's any time aside for, you know, really working out what you might need and stuff. So you don't need to even say the word sex. This would be initial. So then why don't we just put something in the diary where every Thursday, we just have a bit of a cuddle and you can just tell me what's the most overwhelming thing of the week. Something like that. That could be a really good start. Mm. So then the person, the other person relaxes into it a bit and knows this isn't about like, oh my God, I've got to have sex because this person is freaking mm. out because they're not having sex. And then I think that that could move on and move on and move on. So, but as you get on with your relationship and things just die away, you know, people just get used to each other that kind of scheduling is a very different kind of scheduling, isn't it? So it might be, blimey, you know, have we got a bit stuck in our ways? You know, why don't we just treat ourselves mm. to thinking about ourselves and what we might like to do? We could have a little, why don't we just think about putting in something every Thursday, we have a little trip down memory lane or we text each other or message each other, remembering some of the really sexy moments that we had in our relationship. I'm really confused. Are these, are you are these what are you saying? Is this a, I feel like we're role-playing something but, here. But because they say here to not just say, let's put it in the diary, have right. a conversation about... This is about what we should do, should have No, done, I'm just should... suggesting right. these are things that people could do off the back of what they just said, which is don't just say, we need to schedule something in the diary. Think about what's going on about you, with you as a couple. So what you're talking about here really is about softening the edges of the word scheduling, because I think that's the word, yes. isn't it? The, I think that we The idea of scheduling in, yeah. in modern day life, the idea of scheduling is going into your notes, going into your yeah. calendar, putting down a time, stating and what it yet, is, naming and, it. And yet all the articles out there say that it is important to have protected time no no to have it in a diary whether that is using an aubergine emoji whether one person says she puts it in a health app mm. and she puts a purple dot because she knows a purple dot means sex but i think all of this all of this presupposes and is dependent on the fact that something the devil is in the detail because like you just said all of this is, is based upon 
the idea that you do still fancy each other. I think where this becomes really problematic, scheduling, not scheduling, calling it scheduling, not calling it scheduling, is if one of you or one half of you really just doesn't want to have as much sex with your partner anymore, this could become something that's actually quite stressful. This could become something that's actually, yeah, parked in the diary with all the right intentions. You know, you might have had a sex therapist, you might have had someone say this is a really recommended idea, what have you. But actually you get to a point where you're like, you know, you don't know how to say to, well, say that's, to the other that's, person, I don't. That's why I've just said all those different scenarios where you're not saying sex. So I think if you're in that place, you've got to start off by just saying time. And then it could be with definitely a skew towards sex where we can think about nice times mm. that we've had together in the past. Of course, if a, if a relationship is in dire straits, mm. none of this is going to work and you're going to have to have some sort of therapy. I like the way... But I, I think, but I think if, it's, if, it's the, if it's the, you know, the rough and tumble of a relationship mm. that's getting in the way. Like we now, most people will now say, oh, you know... Having a relationship means some work, whereas 10 years ago we would have gone, oh, unless it's just all flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's where we're getting now with sex as, as people become less embarrassed about talking about it. Mm. And, and you know, and I think it's more of a problem as well in this modern age because so many families, I mean, I'm hearing already many, many people, young adults who are now having to return to their parents' homes. So for people of our age, for older couples, it's really problematic because, I mean, this idea of not being able mm. to talk about stuff or actually do stuff is becoming more and more of a thing. So I think that sort of personal connection, I think, you you know, if you don't have the, you know, what this kind of whole concept could help with is what I think is actually the cause of even for people within relationships a move towards pornography, a move towards maybe extramarital affairs, a move towards maybe, you know, prostitution, whatever, whatever all that kind of stuff that happens within relationships because there's not that connection, I think we're going to see it, it, it being sort of amplifying and exploding because more and more people in the cost of living crisis, all these things have an effect. More and more people, people are moving back home with their parents, their older parents, and that puts enormous stress under not just the relationships of everyone in the house, but also the ability to have sex. Because I think, you know, so like the idea of getting away for a weekend, I mean, I think for well, us... Very few people can do that. That's the other thing. That's why... do what? I can get away. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly. No, I agree. But I think but I think this number one in this, this article is saying that. Don't it, have the conversation. What mm. is it that's getting away in our sex life? And if it's like, well, at the moment, we're stuck in this position, it's really difficult, your mum can hear us, blah, blah, blah. You would have that conversation. So, well, let's set aside some time. Every Saturday, we have a bit of a snog in the car. Do you know what I mean? Every Saturday, no matter what, if we've gone out for a little meal or something, we're going to have a snog. So I think it's about making is sexual activity. It doesn't have to be sex. Yeah, no, I get that. I and understand I that. like this as an idea. I think that is a great idea. A bit of foreplay. You're having dinner. You're, you're cooking a meal together. And, you know, there's a little bit of effort put in. Like it says here, you will, you may have to start reminding your partner mm. that it's th about the schedule. But be really mindful. It's not along the lines of the same way you'd get someone to take the rubbish out. Don't forget to say. So yeah, it's something exactly. like, oh, I'm really looking forward to tonight or, you know, just a little something. I think it's about, if we think about trying to build the frisson back rather than, you know, thinking about, oh, God, this is where we just have to have, you know, mad sex. And mm. we're, we're a million miles away from that. Mm. Take it in like little bite-sized chunks. Now, if you have got a good sex life, but you're wanting to set aside time to try new things, 
That's another thing that they suggest to put in the schedule. Well, I thought what was quite funny though was it said if you want to try new things, it says BDSM and then it says groups. Can you imagine, given that you've now, say you've imagined scheduling with your partner that you're doing this, then you decide, you know what, group sex is for me. Then you're going to have to have a WhatsApp group. You're going to have to schedule <laughs> with about five different people. You're going to have to coordinate all your calendars. That ain't going to work in a modern life. It does say here things like, you know, instead of, instead of scheduling to have X, schedule to have oral X. It says mm. take a shower together, go to the gym together. Watching your partner get all sweaty is truly an underrated kink. Hashtag just saying. So what it, this is, is like the date night that everybody's kind of gone off. But you go and have a meal you don't really mm. want. You're overstuffed. You come back. You're knackered. You've kind of had an argument because you've had a couple of glasses. It's not really working. Yeah. So I think if we think of this as, as, as more like sensual... Um, <laughs> as, Why didn't we the atmosphere of sex date... But that could lead to more frustration because what you could have, what you're, if you go down your route, and I'm being, I'm going on. No, 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 no. But if I I get what you're saying, but if it's, if you're not overt about it, if you're not crystal clear, if it's not actually, I get it, I get all the kind of stuff around it, but if there isn't actually at the core of it a good old promise to both of you that we're going to get down to business. Oh my God, you're so No, no, I'm just being devil's (laughs) advocate, actually. Isn't there an aspect to this where it could just stay in that floaty, floaty place for months on end and various partners are getting more and more cross-eyed and frustrated because it I goes think, so far but never far enough? I think we can get tied up in the detail of this. Okay, I think, getting tied I think, up is quite I good. You can schedule that what, in. What made a difference to me with reading this article was I had always just had first thought, I've got to put in the diary and I've got to have sex on Thursday. Whereas actually right. what they're saying is, have that communication. Yeah. Have that communication. Find out what's going on between the two of you, and then re- retrofit it for what you think you need. Let me ask you. You this. might be having. You might be having sex every night. You might be having it three times a week, and yet your partner might not be doing any of the things that you like anymore. So you might say, listen, yeah, I know we're having sex, but, you know, you don't do this anymore. And I used to love that when you did that. So let's make one night a week where we do something that we haven't done for a while. So it's just, there's a whole plethora I think people should menus. I think people have. should talk about it a lot more than they do. And I think I remember at our worst place, it was really hard to even talk about it. It was really hard to talk about it because it's almost like I think, and I do think this is a problem sometimes. Even if well-meaning men want to bring up the topic, there's an assumption that if a man brings up sex to talk about it, I see it happen in conversation. Women just go, "I know exactly where he's going to go to with this," and actually, you don't necessarily. But, know. Hang on, hang well, on, hang on, hang on. That's what I finished, said. Haven't finished. And I, and I think that that was a problem we very much had at one point. And you're right. You've got it's about how you're talking about it, what you're wanting from it, how this works for both people and all that kind of stuff. And it does take graft to get there. But you can get to a place where there is a mutually respect, respectful, respecting kind of attitude to, to what, what both your different appetites. So I think it is very hard also the idea. And I think this is why perhaps scheduling sex has become such a sort of thing that people go, oh, that's a bit weird. It's very hard to kind of legislate that both people can get to the same place of desire at the same time. On the, who's going to... You can't. You can't say that. And also, I love there's a line in this article here saying a lot of people are afraid to schedule it because they're worried the build-up won't match the excitement of the actual event itself. But Pressure. you just build it up in a different way. And, and you know, the thing is... It's like when you just said there again, I wouldn't have dreamed of like talking about it. You did. You'd approached it all the time. You just don't remember that. But that's why I gave that absolute nugget of advice 
which I couldn't give you at the time because I didn't know it. If I just said to you, stop looking at it through the lens of yourself and through, look at it through the lens of me, because we know what you want. You want more sex. You know, that's yeah, easy. No, no, it's no. easy to work no, out. No, no, but what you've, no, no, I'm just saying generally. So what you've got to do, whoever you are listening to this, is find, is, is try and reach out to the other person of what they might want. Because they might say, well, actually, just in this period of life, I would love to set aside some time for us to actually really talk to each other and cuddle up like we used to and do all of that. Because I bet you bottom dollar, if you cherish that other person and you hear them and you respond mm. to that without trying to rush it, well, well, I've done all this, Santa, when am I going to have sex? If you really try and do that, the sex will come. Yeah, I think, I, I think I missed, I, I didn't really articulate what I was trying to say there properly. What I was trying to say was I think a lot of women would be pleasantly surprised to hear that a lot of men aren't just talking about sex when they're talking about affection and when they're talking about wanting to have time together to get to the right place. I think a lot of women think, I mean, you, I know you weren't saying it like that, but when you just said it, it reminded me when you said, I mean, a lot of men, I know what you, I know what you wanted, which was more sex. It wasn't actually just that. It wasn't just more sex. Yeah, but more because sex. men see sex as love. Yeah, but it's not just That's more sex. What, what men want isn't always just more sex. What men want is connection. What men want, that you know, men are also... But they don't to, ask for that. They ask for sex. Not always. No, no, no. Not always, but often, if a man is not having sex with a woman he loves, he thinks she doesn't love him anymore yeah that's true and that is the big problem that is so true. and that's where i had that period of time mm. with you where i kept saying that isn't the that isn't my currency mm. Do you know no what no, I mean? no no yeah i, it's not like, I agree i yeah. have sex with you so therefore i love you more than i did yesterday when i didn't right, right. but I, but but i think more often men than women more often not always they they, I remember once talking to Peter Andre about this on Loose Women, actually, and went, oh, absolutely. If you don't have any sex with me, I don't think you love me mm. anymore. No, 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 no. I think it's a, I love yeah. his honesty. I think men that. do make that very, very simple yeah. equation. So they, do, so I might say to you, I want more affection. Yeah. And you might say to me, I want more sex, but actually you want more affection too. Yes. You want well, more connection. Well, I, but that's my, connection. Point, that's my point. I think a lot of mm. men are struggling to overcome something that they ask. would call toxic masculinity, but yeah. actually... Some of it isn't toxic masculinity, it's just masculinity. It's very, it's very difficult being a woman. It's very difficult being a man being a for being a man sometimes. Mm. And it doesn't make it toxic because, you know, there are certain cravings, urges, whatever you want to call them, that are not always born of a nasty freaking intent. I just think that sometimes men really struggle to articulate that what they want is a connection. Mm. Because then when you've got yeah, a connection, you then naturally move into having more sex. And so, so they say sex. But actually mm. what they say is, I miss, they, they can't say, oh, I miss you. And actually, sometimes when I'm watching you breastfeeding that baby, I feel so jealous because I'm never getting those, all those emotions that mm. they don't think they can say. Mm. And actually, if they said them in a non-needy way, mm. it would move the relationship further on. Is there, but, is there an optimum amount, as we sum up, is there an optimum, would you say, if you weren't having sex, this, is, should, do you ever think of it mathematically? Never. So if you weren't to have had sex for six months, you wouldn't think about it if well, God, things I were would, fine. But I wouldn't think of it mathematically. But would you? Would it be a sign of, oh... I would never go, oh, my God. I no, no, no. I mean, I know. I mean, then the consequences of the maths. I'm not saying, would you look at the spreadsheet and go, I wonder what the trend is here. I mean, would you? Would it, <laughs> would it leave you thinking, oh, crikey, yes, yeah, something's really gone wrong in our, well, in our well, relationship? When, when we've been getting on very badly and I feel very disconnected from you I think there is a real hopelessness that comes into that 
because it, yes, sex is the end result of that, but actually what it is, it's lack of connection, lack of communication, lack of the other one hearing or the other one feeling heard, you know, mm. on both sides. So it is critical. It always feels critical. It feels like you're, what one is, I've always felt like when we've had those periods of time in our relationship, that our relationship was on a really bad right. course. Right, right. And you, you know, you are younger than me. There's no two ways about that. In, in some and in some ways more mature than me but in other ways very much more immature than me and your image your emotional immaturity in those early days could not let you see me mm. you couldn't see me you couldn't hear me it was all about and i'm not talking about it it was all about what you needed to feel okay and i was just missed out of the equation and however much I tried, and then what started to happen was I started to do that thing that a lot of people do in relationship. You go, just don't talk to me about sex. Just because it's like, that's the last thing we're going to talk mm, about. What mm. about the 20 other things before we talk about that? Right. Are you ready to hear those? Are you ready to talk about those? And, you know, there was one point in our relationship when I actually made the, drew the line and I said, I'm just not, just don't even bring it up because it's not a thing. Mm. Because there's all these other things that I'm unhappy with mm. that have to be sorted for me to feel that I'm in that place. So, yeah, I I would say to anyone who's, you know, sex life's gone a bit wobbly, my headline would be, try not to make it about you when you're talking to the other person. Try and mm. make it about them. Mm. Because it is a turn off when somebody makes it all about them. Yeah, no, and no, it no. does make people retreat and go, oh God, oh God, oh God, because I'm nowhere near that place. And it's really good advice, it's really important advice and it's really difficult advice for me because I think, um, Peter Andre, going back to um, <laughs> going back to that thought, which actually I said before you said Peter Andre, which is that I do think men attach all of their kind of, you know, all of what you feel to them can be summed up. It's not all of it. We're not, not no, absolute no, morons. No. But what one will do is we'll just fill that empty vessel of the sex with with a significance that it's a rejection of all of me and everything yeah, and it exactly. can't be me and all that kind of stuff. That said, I have got a slot next Thursday at 7pm. What are you doing? Sure. Are we going to schedule stuff in? No. Why not? Because we cannot fucking schedule a dentist appointment. We are not schedulers. So when's it going to happen? We are not schedulers, Mark. It, we have tried our entire married life to just even... We even tried to do this with our day where we go, let's schedule what we're going to... We are... So when are we, we going to schedule? Chaotic. How are we going to schedule? We would feel like a failure. So we're not scheduling. Well, let's have a think about it, because I think we've learned a lot from this conversation and reading these articles today. So it's, it wouldn't be like, okay, let's schedule a day where we're going to have a wham-bam. But we might have a scheduled day where we might pause to, you know, to do something. I don't yeah. know what. Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll set up. Shall I be the admin on the WhatsApp group then? <laughs> Mark, it's <laughs> Anyway. Um, yeah, so there we go. Please comment underneath. I'd love to think about oh this comment was the under me today. i'd like to say this this was a lot another thing in the article scheduling sex is just like scheduling under any other social commitment things might come up you might not always be able to make your scheduled date and time and that's okay choose a different day and try again no stress so say because this was another thing that I was like what if i've had the worst day ever mm, totally right, well that's my point yeah but you would be able to say oh my god can we move it to oh, Sunday? Oh, right, so proper negotiation. Okay, so if we can't do Thursday at 7, I can do Sunday at 6. 
Exactly, that's the sort of thing. No, 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 I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Can we slot that in now? You're the worst scheduler in the world. You would be the one that... Babe, you said Tuesday. Babe, babe the, the calendar app, we only need to slot in little five, ten minute gaps. What are you talking about? It's not big, it's not a big chunk of your schedule. Minutes. To fit this in. What fit in? With you, it's never a long year. It's oh, right, quickie. stop Apple Crumble.